Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I have something very special for you. I'm not going to lie. This was not my original plan, but I feel like it's working out in your favor. So I recorded a podcast episode and the audio didn't record. (laughs) And I feel very frustrated and pissed off about that. (laughs) So I don't want to re-record something while I'm like in a bad mood. So what I'm going to do is give you guys one of the replays from our Ask Faith calls in the Becoming Boss Mastermind. So inside the mastermind, I do Zoom calls every week where I talk to members in there on Zoom about their businesses, about their launches, about anything keeping them stuck, mindset stuff, mean comments, refund requests, don't know how to do my launch, don't know when to do my launch, I'm confused about X, Y, Z. We talk about all of it. Like we talk about so many different topics on those calls and they're really, really fun. And I also do a second call every week, which is a Facebook live stream and members submit questions. And then I answer all the questions on the live stream. So when you join the mastermind, you'll get access to the members portal. And in the members portal, there's an ask faith form. Anytime you're confused about something or you're stuck with something, or you just want me to talk about something, you go in there and you fill out the form. And then when I go live on Thursday, I go through all the members' requests. And so that's what this call is. It is me answering people's questions and responding to all of the forms people responded to for the week. Right now, we do have a special offer. You can upgrade your Becoming Boss Summit ticket to the Power Pack, which is $29. When you do that, I'm including a 30-day trial to the mastermind. Now, the mastermind is $97 a month. We never run specials on it. We never run discounts. That is the price. I'm always like, the price is the price. That's it. <laughs> you want you want coaching from me? You want to work with my amazing team of coaches? You want to ask questions every week and get the Facebook and have access to our podcast? It's $97 a month. That's what it costs. I feel like it is worth way more than that. And so we never discount it. So if you have been listening to the podcast for a long time, or you've been lurking around, and you know you want to do the mastermind someday, someday is here, my friends. This is the best deal you'll ever get on it. Upgrade your ticket. You'll get that 30-day trial for $29. And next Thursday, when I do the Facebook Live, I could be answering your questions in there, which I think is really cool. And you'll get to come to our Tuesday Zoom call where I talk to members on Zoom. You'll get amazing calls. Our co-coaches rule. Like we have amazing co-coaches that teach in there. You'll get my mindset course. You'll get my business framework I use. You get so many things, just so many things. So go upgrade your ticket. We are raising the prices on Monday. So right now it's $29. Where are my procrastinators at? (laughs) If you wait till Monday, it's going to be $49. So don't do that. Go get it now. Well, it's $29. And then after the summit on Friday, the price will go up again to $97. So in addition to the trial, when you upgrade, you also get the replays from the summit. You get the summit podcast. You get special gifts from our speakers. They've donated parts of their courses and special workshops and workbooks and templates. And that whole bundle is worth over $400. You can get that bundle, the replays to the summit, the summit on a podcast feed, and 30 days in the mastermind for $29. I mean, come on. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, you guys, I hope you enjoy this Ask Faith Q&A. And if you would like me to answer your questions, I do that every week inside the Becoming Boss Mastermind. It's my favorite thing ever. And I would love to see you in there and help you with your business. Enjoy the episode. Let me pull up your guys' questions. I hope everybody's having a good day. I'm getting ready to fly out tomorrow to go to a wedding. If everybody could send me like non-delayed flight vibes. <laughs> um, on time, nice, good airport vibes would be appreciated. Every time I look at the news, everybody's like, all oh, the flights are delayed and it's the worst. And I'm like, oh God, I'm going to get stuck in an airport somewhere. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Let's do this. Okay, let me pull up your questions. See what everybody's up to. Mary Beth, I miss you. How are you? Mary Beth did Empire, which always just like makes me so sad because people are in Empire and I see them all the time and I talk to them all the time and then they leave and it's so sad. <laughs> hey, Leslie, how are you? Yeah. Hey guys. I miss you too, Mary Beth. All right, let's do this. I'm going to go through these questions. You guys can let me know in the chat if you need anything. I'll try to do some questions in the chat too if I have time. Okay, let me see. For the first time ever, I submitted two free products to a bundle. Some people are getting them, but I apparently do not have that connected to ConvertKit, so they're not getting into my email list. Is there any way to salvage this or do I chalk this up to a lesson? I would try to salvage it, right? I mean, you can still, so usually when you're in a bundle, you can still go on to your sales page and your stuff on the back end and change things. Um, I don't know what you use or like how everything is set up, but if you're using ConvertKit, I imagine your products are located, I don't know, in Teachable or, or Podia or something like that. Oh, Victoria, you're, Oh no, this is Valerie. Okay, Victoria, I thought this was your question. It's not. <laughs> I got you guys confused. <laughs> so I don't know what program you're using, but I'm imagining your email is on ConvertKit and your product is in like Teachable or Podia or something like that. Um, you should be able to connect them together. And if not, we used to use like, what is it called? Like Zap, Zapier, Zapier. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, but what that does is it will make two different programs talk to each other. So what you can do is you can be like, um, every time someone signs up for this product in Teachable, add them to my welcome sequence in ConvertKit. Usually, this is how I do bundles. Um, usually when I do bundles, I write, I take kind of like my favorite emails of the moment <laughs> and I make a little funnel, just kind of like the best of Faith Mariah. So you got to think like, they haven't been in Faith Mariah world before, right? They don't know. They don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know anything about me, right? So I just try to make an email funnel that's like Faith's greatest hits. And then at the end, I just made a funnel. So I'll tell you guys what I did because I am in the Genius Blogger Toolkit. We put my old blogging course, the No BS Blogging Bootcamp. That course is really good. I never sell it anymore because I'm too obsessed with the mastermind. So I decided to just stick it in Ultimate Bundles and then people can get it and use it. It's going to be amazing. 
that it's in there. I feel like it'll be one of the best courses in there because it's a huge course. Um, and then, so they'll get it and be able to use it and we'll get some email subscribers and I just thought it would be fun. So I was setting up the funnel for Ultimate Bundles and it had like a welcome email, what to do now. So if you're not gonna make a funnel, this is what I would do. I would, and you're in a bundle, I would just make your first welcome email to those people like saying, hey, John, like genius bloggers, toolkit people, what's up? This is who I am. This is what you need to do next. So for me, the call to action is subscribe to the podcast. That's where I think my best free content is. So where do you think your best free content is? In the first email, I would be like, okay, thanks for signing up. Here's what you need to do, ne do next. First, like make sure you go subscribe to the podcast. There's a ton of tips on there that are gonna help you get the most out of this course. Um, that you signed up for. Second is like, go ahead and do the first module. You don't want people course hoarding your stuff. You want them to actually do it. So here's something I think a lot of people don't think about, about bundles. And this is for free bundles too. If you want to make those leads as valuable as possible, best way to turn someone into a customer and into a fan of yours is to get them some kind of result. If they course hoard your course and it sits on their computer and they don't do it, you're not getting them a result. So it's like, what can you do to increase the chances of them actually going and using your product? So you can make an email funnel that's like, um, you know, I talk about this more in module two of my product that you got in the Genius Blogger Toolkit, but I just wanted to go over a couple of important things with you, like this tip, that tip, make sure you go watch the module. Like you can send them a funnel of follow-up emails trying to get them to go to the course and watch the videos. The reason I think you should do that instead of just trying to sell something right off the get, I mean, how many of you guys have gotten a bundle, like bought a bundle or a free bundle, and then people just start trying to sell you a bunch of shit? So some people can get that to work, but I think it's less and less effective. I think what's more effective, especially if you're selling something more high ticket, I'm always playing a long game. Here's some things to think about too with this. It's like, do I want to try to like pressure them into a buying an $8 or $12 product like right off the bat, like with a tripwire or with an email? Or do I wanna play the long game and try to get them to convert into a $1,000 membership, right? The mastermind's $1,000 a year, it's 9.97. I'm always playing that long game and I'm putting all of the effort that a lot of people put into selling like $8 tripwire, $15, whatever. I'm putting, I'm playing a long game thinking about how can I get people into my higher priced offer? Well, I need to get them a result ahead of time. How can I get them a result ahead of time? I can make sure they actually use what they signed up for and they actually get an outcome from it. I can also send them other resources. The other thing I think that's nice to do when you're getting new leads from a bundle is like give them some extra free stuff. Like be generous. Like most of us have stuff laying around that you could give them and make sure don't just tell them like oh this is stuff i have laying around tell them you know this is usually a paid product i just wanted to give it to you as a special bonus of the genius blogger toolkit or whatever the name of the bundle is so there's some just tips of things you can do if you're in a bundle right you want to think about how do we convert those leads into customers and then as far as trying to set this up, I would look into Zap or something like that. And, and the other thing is if you have Teachable or you have some type of course 
platform and they're getting the course from that, you can download the leads off the back end. So like if people went in Teachable and they were signing up, they probably had to put their email address in. They definitely had to put their email address in to make an account in Teachable or Podia or whatever. You can go in the back end and download the people that have, you know, signed up for that course or that offer and then add that into ConvertKit. So you would download it as a, probably as an Excel file, a CSV file, is that what it's called? And then you upload it into ConvertKit as a CSV file. So you can still probably export those leads. It just depends on what platform you're using. Valerie, let me know if you need more help. And if you do need help figuring out how to do that, post in the group because the girls can help you because this is why the Facebook group is so valuable, you guys, because there's a bunch of you in here. So if you post like, hey, like I'm really trying to figure this out on Podia, I'm in this bundle. How can I get these emails into ConvertKit? Probably someone in here will help you. And I'm always telling you guys, don't post shit in my Facebook group that you can Google. But if you try to do it on your own, this is my caveat with this. You can post in the Facebook group and ask for help if you try to figure it out yourself first. <laughs> okay? So remember, as an entrepreneur, part of becoming boss is becoming a resourceful problem solver. Right? Yeah. I'm a cold lead from a bundle, totally sucked in by the email funnel. Yeah, Mary Beth bought my high ticket offer, right? Empire, I think was the first thing she bought. There's something interesting too, right? People always talk about that product ladder or whatever, and you like get them introduced with a low offer. I mean, I don't really have that anymore. We do still have the monthly payment plan for the mastermind, which is 97, but it's a three month commitment. So it's really 300 and then a thousand for the year. And then the inner circle is 500 a month right now. So those are kind of my only my only offers, right? And people just buy them. Like I don't really mess around too much with with $20 offers. It's not that you can't, but you've got to have volume to be able to do that. I know Megan makes a good amount of money selling her binder, but she has a big audience. This is the first week in a while I haven't had a meeting during Ask Faith. Yay, ask me something. I'll answer your question. I got one more in here. So Valerie, if you need more help, post in the Facebook group. I would try to get those emails though. I wouldn't just chalk it up to a lesson. I would try to get those emails. I don't think that it's all lost. I think you can probably figure out a way to go in there and get those emails and put them in ConvertKit manually if you have to, and then set it up. So the rest of the time the bundle is running, people get automatically added to ConvertKit. And like I'm saying, we used to do that with Zap. So I had Teachable and then Zap and then ConvertKit. When people would sign up for something in Teachable, Zap would like put them in ConvertKit and tag them a certain way so they get dropped into a certain funnel. You guys get me? Okay. Where do you draw the line between coaching yourself through something and meeting your actual needs? For context, I'm dealing with a minor medical thing that primarily causes fatigue, so the thought I'm tired comes up a lot, but sometimes I really do just need the rest. How do I navigate this? Yes, I'm working with my doctor too. This is a great question. We talk about this a lot. This isn't, so this, Kelsey, this is why you're stuck with this. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> so your brain is giving you a thought error, which is like, there's a right way to do this and a wrong way to do this. And it's doing a little black and white thinking with you. You guys really want to be onto this because our brains will do this and it feels really true, right? So it's like, 
it's like there's a right decision for you to make when you're tired and a wrong decision. There's not. You can't fuck this up. There's literally not. There's just you picking what you feel like doing in that moment and then having your own back. Right? So I would watch the decision-making module, but it's the same framework. So this is what I want you guys to think about. I want you to spend more time on the back end of your decision-making and less time on the front end of your decision-making. And this is what I mean by that. The front end of the decision-making is like being an indecision. Should I do this? Should I do that? Weighing the pros and cons. Should I do this one? Should I do that one? Should I rest? Should I be working? What should I be doing? Um, you know, am I being lazy? Do I really need the rest? Should I be working? Like none of that matters. There's no like right or wrong. There's only like what you want to do. There's just you picking what you want to do and then thinking thoughts about why you like that decision. That's the back end of the decision making. The decision back end of the decision making is you spending time deliberately thinking thoughts about why you like your decision. And you don't circle back and think about, well, if you decide not to work that day because you're tired, you have your own back about that and then you spend time on the back end of that decision thinking about why you love that decision and why it's great and why it's amazing. And you spend fucking 0% of your time thinking about how you should be working, right? So if you decide to rest, you commit and you go all in on rest. So I always say like, for it to actually count as rest, you have to be not working and you can't be thinking you should be working or you should be doing other things. So rest <laughs> means like not doing anything and liking that you're not doing anything, right? So what a lot of us do is we'll watch Netflix, but then we feel fucking guilty the whole time because we're like, I should be working. I didn't get that much done today. I should be doing the laundry. I should be doing this. That's not rest. You guys see what I'm saying? Like your thoughts have to line up with the result, right? And if you're doing an action and you're, if you're thinking one thing and then doing an action and those things are not lining up, they're kind of in conflict, right? It's like, I'm going to watch Netflix, but then I'm going to think about how I should be doing something else. Like that conflict does not create rest because it's not lined up. Like I'm saying, like thoughts, feelings, actions all lined up with the result you want. If the result you want is rest, right? The action is like, I don't know, reading a book. The thoughts and feelings have to be aligned with you reading a book and creating the result of rest. And so the thought has to be, I love reading books. This is such a luxury for me. I've been into this vibe. I'll offer this to you guys. I've been into this vibe lately where it's like, how can I make everything feel like a luxury experience? So I just moved into this new house. You guys know. And a lot of you guys know my story, right? I used to live in a tent. I used to live in it. I grew up in a trailer with no air conditioning. <laughs> I was poor until I was 30. I literally lived in a tent, not for a little bit of time, for like two years. It was not fucking fun, by the way. Um, and I was traveling, which was fun, but, but being broke was not fun. Um, and now I live in this really nice house and it just feels so luxurious, right? And I was thinking about how when I first moved out of the tent, I moved into my mom's guest room and I was thinking about how that used to feel so luxurious, right? And it just made me think about what we always teach in here, which is like the circumstances don't create that feeling of luxury, right? Because if I went to my mom's guest room now, that does not feel luxurious to me, like at all. It feels very stressful. <laughs> so my family is, as you guys know, my family is like chaotic, right? So. 
it's not the guest room that was creating that experience of luxury. It was my thoughts about staying there. My thought about like getting in bed and being like, holy shit, this is so nice. Oh my God, I have a shower in my own bathroom and this is like the best, right? And now I have those thoughts about this house, but then I was like really challenging myself. Like how could I make like driving my car feel like a luxury experience? And if I had like some fancy, I'm not much of a car person, but if I had some fancy car, like what would I be thinking and feeling and in that experience and how can I create that now? And so maybe a little challenge for you guys, like how can you do create a luxury experience for yourself doing normal shit, right? And so I would challenge you, like if you're gonna read a book and take time off or you're gonna watch the housewives on TV and take time off, if you're gonna do whatever you're doing and take time off, can you create a luxury experience around that for yourself with your brain? People think to create a luxury experience, we have to go buy things, we have to go live a certain way, we have to have, like I'm saying, leave the circumstances the hell alone, right? Leave everything the same. Just change your thoughts and create a different experience for yourself doing normal shit that you have to do, like driving to pick up your kids or making dinner. How can you create a luxury experience for yourself using only your brain? Really interesting, right? Um, yeah, more time on the back end of your decisions and don't circle back. Yeah, less time thinking, less time trying to figure out the right way and the right decision to make and more time just loving the decision you made and thinking about why it's great, right? The only reason you ever regret or get indecisive is because you don't manage your brain. So if you guys have like a problem where you feel like you make a decision and it doesn't feel good to you, it's not because the decision was wrong, it's because you're not managing your brain, right? So I decided, I'm going to tell you guys this, this is a little embarrassing. <laughs> I'm always telling you guys like things I feel like I shouldn't be telling you. I um was nervous because I sold my house, right? And I've been sick, you guys know, I've been single for like ever, but I'm in this relationship with this person. We got a new house and I like sold my house and moved in with him. And part of my brain totally freaked out and was like, what if this is a big fucking mistake? And like, what if you don't like living there? And like, what if you don't like living in the house? And what if you don't like living in St. Augustine? And what if you don't like living with him? And what if you don't like living with another person, right? And I had all these thoughts. And then I just decided, I decided ahead of time that I was gonna fucking love this decision, that I was gonna love living with another person, that I was gonna love living with him, that I was gonna love living in the house, and that I was gonna love living in St. Augustine. How is that possible? right? I decided ahead of time that I was going to choose to think thoughts that would create the feeling and the outcome I want, which is loving this new little chapter of my life that I've started, right? And so I don't have to have any fear about regret or not liking my choice because I already decided I was going to like my choice. So you have to make a choice and then you do the work to sell yourself on that decision and why it's good. Watch the decision-making module. It's really short, but it's good. I break all of this down real clear, right? So Kelsey, this isn't about like knowing when to rest and knowing when not to rest. This is about being a good decision maker. This is about, here's another thought I'll give you guys to borrow that I've been using a lot for, and especially during this transition, right? Um, I, my brain is like, I don't know, like, what if we make the wrong choice? Or like, what if we shouldn't sell the house? And I'm like, I'm just someone who makes good decisions. I just make good choices. 
right? And so you need to tell yourself, like, I'm just someone that makes good decisions. I know what I'm doing. And then you can decide, like, do you want to work or not? Right? The only reason I think this is a problem is because you're either engaging in indecision in the front end. Should I work? Should I not work? Should I work? Should I rest? Right? You're either engaging in indecision on the front end or you're not spending enough time on the back end thinking about why you love your choice. So you spend less time debating. You just pick one. Do you want to work today or not? You just decide. That's it. If there's no right or wrong, there's just you picking. So you pick one. And then after you pick one, you spend time on the back end thinking about why you love that choice and you spend no more fucking time thinking about the other choice. You spend more time thinking about why you love that decision, like why you love. Sometimes you want to work when you're tired, right? Like sometimes I work when I feel like shit. I coached the other night. I had a fucking migraine. I was about to like cry on the call the other day. If you guys watch that replay, you'll see, you'll see, like, there's a couple times where I just really go off my game where I'm like, I can't even think straight. Like, what were we talking about? (laughs) Right? But I wanted to coach you guys, right? Is my point. It's like, I, sometimes when we don't feel good and we're tired, like, I did not feel good and I was tired and I wanted to work. All of those things were true at the same time, 100%, right? I felt fucking zero animosity. I felt zero guilt. I don't do things because I feel like I have to or I owe you guys something. I only show up in this community when I motherfucking want to and I wanted to show up even though I was tired and I didn't feel good. So sometimes when you're tired and you don't feel good, you also might want to work and show up and do your thing. And other times I have canceled calls, right? Where it's like I was tired and I didn't feel well and I did not want to show up for the call and I canceled it. So there's no like right or wrong of like, should I go to the coaching calls when I'm dealing with migraine stuff or not? There's no like right or wrong way for me to do it. There's just like me deciding and then having my own back about that decision, right? So if I decide not to work and I decide to cancel a call, I just think about, I don't spend time thinking about, oh, I should be working and they're gonna be so disappointed and what about this and what about that? I don't think that. I decide ahead of time not to think that right? Because I think thoughts that line up with my decision because I decide to have my own back and not shit on myself, right? So if I decide to cancel a call, I think about how much I love this community and how supportive my clients are and how thankful I am to pass faith for creating a job where we can have time off and we don't have to go to work, right? So just remember this, Kelsey, there's no right or wrong decision. There's just you choosing and then deciding you like that choice, right? Just like the house I was saying, like I decided I like living here. And then I just think thoughts to create that experience for myself. And this is the other thing this has really taught me is like, I used to feel like I didn't have any control. Like I would be like, oh, I'm gonna sell the house and maybe it's a mistake and I'm not gonna like living there. And it all felt like outside of my control. Like those were all things that were gonna happen to me. But I can create an experience where I fucking like living here with my boyfriend. And I create that experience with my brain, right? Not by him being perfect, not by the house being perfect, not by all these things, right? And he's great and the house is great. Like, that's not what I'm saying, right? But I could also, like, this is how my brain is. And this is the truth, right? And I always tell you guys this. I'm like, my brain is a fucking toxic dumpster fire. Like, that's why I'm good at this stuff. It's like, because I have to be to survive with my brain how it is, right? My brain offers me all, like, all kinds of stuff that I have to choose not 
to think about, right? My brain would love to focus on um, how much we miss the old house and how much we miss the old town and how much we miss our old friends. Like my brain would love to fucking have a pity party all the time. How much we miss, there's things I miss about being single, right? I could choose to focus on that, but I don't. I focus on how much I love my boyfriend coming home at night and how much I love us spending time together and how much I love um, how beautiful our yard is. Like I intentionally have to decide to do that my brain would love to focus on the negative, but I just decide not to, right? Because this is the choice that I made and I decided ahead of time that it was gonna be a good decision, that I was going to think it's a good decision. You see what I'm saying? And that's all within my control, right? And that made me have kind of the nerve I needed to make that move, it was a big move for me, right? So anyway, I hope that helped. Kelsey, let me know if you need anything else. I took a luxurious bubble bath last night. Me too, Megan. <laughs> That's the other nice thing about this house is there's a really nice bathtub here. I'm wearing my luxuriously soft jumpsuit today. I'm buying luxurious coffee for tomorrow morning. Small, small luxuries are my jam. Yeah, things feeling special is created completely in your brain. Things being special isn't created by the actual experience. It's just created like by what you think about it and what you believe about it. Oh, is my connection bad? I can't, hold on, let me see. Is that better? Do, do, do. do you guys need anything else? That's all I got in here. What time is it? We're, I have lots of time. Let me know if you want something else. Uh, ba -bum. Yeah, Simone's soul's doing a shame intensive. Simone, um, I'm in her big marketing course, which is amazing if you guys are ever looking for something like that. But, you know, that's a high price point program. It's a lifetime access program. I think it's 25 now. Uh, but she does these one-off little courses that are like 20 bucks and they're just workshops. And I think those are well worth the money if, if you ever see one that's worth it. I really like her. She's one of my coaches. Do you guys need anything else? I'm gonna give you like two seconds. This will be short unless you guys ask more questions. <laughs> what else do we need to talk about? We can talk about sales. We can talk about marketing. We can talk about fear. We can talk about family. We talked about family at the end of the call, the last Tuesday call. Just so you guys know, as a reminder, the calendar for August is weird. Yeah, I can talk about that, Sarah. Just so you guys know, the week of the 22nd, the calendar's weird because I'm traveling. So there's like a weird day where I'm doing the coaching call Monday morning. And then you guys have a Ask Rebecca, which I think will be great because you guys can uh, pick Rebecca's brain and ask her whatever you want about organizing, systems, time. She's so good at that stuff. And you can ask if you have questions about the back end of my business or, you know, she's my business manager. She really runs the show around here in a lot of ways. So I think that'll be fun. But anyway, point being, make sure you look at the calendar. Not next week, the week after is wacky. <laughs> okay. Can you talk about the strategy for how you choose what to talk about during your live events, please? I don't have a great strategy for this, Sarah. So this is what I'll tell you. The first probably, I don't know, year of us selling the mastermind, 
I was just trying all kinds of shit. Like I teach you guys, right? I was just like doing all kinds of different stuff. We tried like a five day thing. We tried webinar thing. We tried a three day thing. We tried the live events. We tried a challenge. What else did we do? Like, what didn't we do really? I just tried a whole bunch of shit in that year. And I was just trying to figure out like what format did I like for selling the mastermind and how what really worked for selling it. And then once I had that kind of down and I was, I just teach and I still often, I just teach the things that I've been wanting to teach and I haven't had time to put it anywhere. So like the digital product lab and bosses make sales. Those were both events where it was like, I have a bunch of shit to say about this. I'm not going to make a, a new program about digital products. Like, I don't want to teach that, right? I'm not going to make a whole program about it, but I have a lot of things I want to teach about it. And so when I have things I want to teach and like know where to put them, I'll often put them in the live event. Um, but I'll tell you now that I have kind of committed to this format. So the first year was like, pff, I don't know, we're doing a different launch, like every two months or something. Like we've just launched all the time and we did all kinds of random shit. Right. But now, I kind of have the mechanism nailed down. Like I know my format. So like we are messing with it. I think I'm going to do, should I tell you guys? I'm not going to tell you yet. <laughs> I want to tell you, but I feel like I should wait in case I change it. Um, I think you guys will really like the next launch. We're doing something totally different. I'm still figuring it out. But so I, once I nailed down that format and I was like, I'm going to do quarterly launches they're going to be three-day live events spaced over two weeks with a four-day cart open. It's that same format, right? You guys have seen me running. I've ran that launch now three times in a row. We did one in January, Bosses Make Bank. We did one in March, Bosses Make Sales. And then we did the Digital Product Lab last month. All of those events have the exact same format, right? And so the content part is really easy for me because I can kind of plug in whatever I want to teach in that format. And I even still reuse a lot of the same Facebook posts. So I'll go through, I have all of the Facebook posts. After the event, we had our assistant in the Philippines go through the Facebook group, copy all of the posts and the dates they were posted that I posted in the Facebook group running that event. And then, before before the event even starts, I have like a hundred and something Facebook posts scheduled all ready to go out in the group, right? So that takes a lot off of me during the launch because I'm not trying to like post in the challenge or remind about uh, the posts that you guys see go up in the launch about like giveaways, about like expectations, about like all of that is scheduled ahead of time. I'm not doing any of that in real time. Right. I just go through, I update them for whatever the new topic is. I make posts about whatever I want posts made about, and then I schedule them all to go out ahead of time. And I'm just saying like with that format, it's really easy for me to just plug in new content. Right. So I took the posts that we did for bosses make sales and I just made them about digital products. And then I scheduled them to go out in the new Facebook group for the new launch. So I really feel like this format, I can really put any content in there. Also like me teaching live and teaching and making slides is really fun for me. That doesn't feel stressful or hard at all, right? So um, that part's not hard. 
So I feel like I can kind of plug any new content into that format I made. The reason that we did that is because I have like a squirrel brain. I don't want to run the same webinar every time, right? There's lots of people that do that, that just do the same free training and they get really good at it. But I like doing new shit and I like um, giving, I like for you guys to be able to come to the launch and like get a lot of value out of it, even if you're already in the mastermind. I like to give the community as a whole like a really good experience and I really try to make those events as good as like our paid content would be, right? Like I really try to like over deliver on the free events. Now, all of that being said, I have been saving these launches. So now that I know we're going to do a three day launch, we're going to do it quarterly, right? We're going to do it basically at the beginning of every quarter. I've saved everything so that way, like in January, I could just run Bosses Make Bank again. And we already have the landing page. We already have the graphics. We already have the promo. We already have the post done. We already have the emails. Like I could run that launch again in January. And then in March, I could run Bosses Make Sales again, right? And then I could run Digital Product Lab again in the summer. And then the new secret, top secret launch, we could run that again in the fall. So I have had in my brain this year that I really wanted to create a framework that I could plug new content into if I wanted. But I would have four live events done. So if I wanted to do an extra launch or I just didn't want to make new stuff or I just wanted to kind of take a break and make something else, Right? If I'm running Bosses Make Bank and I don't have to make all that content, I could make something in here for you guys or make something for the inner circle or do something for clients, right? Or do something else for the launch. So, yeah, I don't know if that seems too contradictory to you guys, but what I wanted was like a framework where I could put new content in if I wanted and I wouldn't really have to make decisions about, I don't have to decide like when the live workshops are, like when the posts are going up, like all of that is the same. The giveaways, the format, the cart opening, like all of that, I already know when all that is. I don't have to decide that. And I can easily plug new content into that format. So I wanted a launch framework I could use to put new stuff in if I wanted, but I also wanted us to have four launches done that I could reuse. So that was kind of my goal. The year before that, I wasn't really planning on reusing any of that content. I was just trying to practice pitching. Honestly, like, you know, the whole first year we were selling the mastermind, I was just trying to figure out how to sell this thing and get people to buy it. <laughs> right. And so I was like, I knew to scale it. I knew I wanted to have a lot of people in here. And I knew to be able to do that, I was going to have to be a lot better at pitching it. And so really the first year I was just practicing, like, how do I talk about this thing and create desire for what I have? Like, what do people need to think to buy it? Um, and I was just practicing, like I'm always telling you, I was just practicing teaching and pitching, teaching and pitching. That's it. That's all I was trying to do. And then after that first year, it was kind of like, okay, I'm pretty good at selling it now. <laughs> like I sold it for like a whole year straight, right? And then I was like, okay, I'm pretty good at, at selling it. Now let me make a framework and launches that we could actually replicate. And so my thought process is a little different just in that I want the content and the marketing and everything to be really good because in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm probably gonna run Digital Product Lab again next year. 
And if I run Digital Product Lab again next year, I want to have every all my like ducks in a row, right? I want to have the document with all the posts. I want to have all the graphics together. I want to have all the data from the emails we sent. Like I want all that like information. It's like a little launch in a box. You get what I mean? Does this help you, Sarah? Yeah, that's where I'm at, launching all the time with all the different formats. Yeah, I would do that for you. So you're kind of in that same situation with me where you have your offer, right? You're like, I'm going to get a shit ton of people to buy this offer. That's how I felt about the mastermind. I was like, I'm just going to sell the mastermind. I'm not going to make a billion offers. We're not going to, every once in a while, we'll do like a little paid workshop or something. But for the most part, like, I'm just selling the mastermind. I'm like, if you want to work with me, you can join the mastermind. Um, so you have your offer down. And now you have to figure out what format you like selling it. I really liked those three-day live events we did. I thought they were good. It's a good format for me because I don't feel like I have to like get everything into a 30-minute webinar. That's that's not fun for me, right? I think the reason I like the reason I like doing the big live events that are kind of longer is because I can teach for like two hours if I want and it's not a big deal. But that's just part of my personality. That's not right for everyone, right? I know like Kate does the same webinar every time. I think it's, she does certainly less than an hour of teaching in it and people love it. So you can still, you don't have to do things like me. You need to do things like you, you know what I mean? But I think that's a good move, Sarah, is just like try a bunch of different things and you'll start kind of noticing like, okay, well, when we did this, like this worked well, this did not fucking work well, this was good, maybe we could try this. And you'll kind of end up coming up with your own little system and then you can just keep refining it. Let me know if that makes sense. Next launch, I think I'm going to do an executive dysfunction challenge with body doubling prizes and whatnot. I've never done that before, but I love the idea. Yeah, I'm going to have, I know this is taking me, I feel like, forever to make, but it's just because I'm so busy right now. But in the launch line course, I'm going to have like a whole thing about how to run a challenge in there. So it is coming for you guys. But in the meantime, it's like, you guys don't need me to tell you how to run a challenge. You can figure out how to do that, right? That's why I've been so resistant to making this course for so long, because I was like, do they really need me to tell them what to do for launching? Like, I want you guys to be able to figure out things for yourself. But I think that I can teach well enough now that I can teach you in a way, I think I can teach you in a way where you come up with your own system for launching. That's what I'm trying to do with Launch Align. I'm gonna give you like, there's different ways you can do it. You need to figure out like what works for you and how how to do it and here's some things you can try that's kind of the vibe i'm going for okay anything else i'm gonna give you guys like two minutes you guys are being real quiet today yeah i think you could do a great challenge though megan let's see i did bizcoin for the first time and i'm not sure how i'm gonna meet my goal to get eight people in my program this launch when historically i've only gotten to each launch i need my launch excitement back the past, you guys just stop looking at the past. Like, the we our brains try to do this where it looks at the past. Like, I've only gotten two people. I've only made this much money. I've only ever done this. The past is a really poor indicator of what's going to happen in the future. Like, we are not good at looking at the future and 
figuring out how shit's gonna go down. Like think of all the times you guys have made plans and you're like, I've got this great 90 day plan and then fucking life comes and it ends up not being what you thought it was gonna be. Like not even fucking close sometimes, right? (laughs) And so just remember like our brains are always trying to like predict what we think it's gonna be like and predict what it's gonna be, but we're bad at it. Like we're not good at it. Like we're just not. And so just because you've got two people doesn't mean that you can't get more people, right? You could go from two people to 20 people, who knows? Like the past is a really poor indicator of the future and you don't wanna use your past as a way to limit what's possible now. Maybe you should try to get 100 people. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I love that idea, I've been saving posts, but I love the idea of saving the whole launch and reusing it. Yeah, we, so I label, I have a special way I label launch emails in Kajabi so that I can search for them and find them. So I keep the email copy in Kajabi. The Facebook posts, we literally pull and put them all in a doc in chronological order. Um, And then the graphics, we either dump in a folder or I just name them so I know I can find them in Canva. And then, yeah, we already have the opt-in page in Kajabi, all that stuff. Yeah, the past doesn't dictate the future. The past is a really poor indicator of the future. It's just not connected. (laughs) Yeah, it's just what our human brains do, Mindy, right? It's like our brains just try to look at, tries to look for evidence to predict what's going to happen in the future. We're really bad at it. We're like very not good at it. Yes, oh man, if I got 20 people, that would be mind-blowing. I'm not sure what I need to do differently to get that result, though. Time for a brain dump, I think. Yeah, so don't let let yourself go to, like, I don't know how to do that. Like, really stay in the energy of, like, I'm going to motherfucking figure this out, right? So it's like, I don't really know how to build a million-dollar business. I've never done that before. But I'm just going to keep trying shit until I figure it out. So then it's like, well, what could you try to get 20 people? Like, what could you try? Like, come up with as many ideas as you can. And like, yeah, I think what you're saying, like a brain dump of just like, what else could we try? What else could we try? What else could we try? Um, you know, look at how did you get the people that signed up in your in the past? Look at like what's worked well in the past and then look at some new things you could try for the future. Let me know if this makes sense to you guys. Okay, you guys, I think that that's all I need to say to you. Anybody else need anything? I am traveling this weekend. Everyone send me good travel vibes, please, because I'm scared I'm going to get stuck in the airport. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have watched the news, but every time I look at the news, it's just like all of the flights are canceled. (laughs) So I'm really, really hoping I'm going for a wedding. I'm really hoping like I can get out of Jacksonville and back from Boston smoothly if everybody could just set that intention i would be grateful i'm always asking you guys for vibes i feel like lately (laughs) sometimes i need vibes (laughs) tyra i miss you come to my call on tuesday i feel like i haven't seen you um i am coaching at noon tuesday and i would love to see you you guys have a really good week next week you guys have taylor doing tiktok 
audits on Monday, if you want to get leads on TikTok or Reels, you should go to those calls and pick her brain. She has a lot of really good expertise and tips and she can help you. So go to Taylor's TikTok call Monday. You guys have a call with Chiffon next week, which is going to be amazing. And you guys have the replay from Kate Doster. I mean, come on. Is it not like, is the mastermind not the best place to be? It's kind of the best. <laughs> I've been mostly watching replays here lately. That's okay. <laughs> I'll forgive you. <laughs> no, watching, listening to replays is great because, you know, you guys have so many calls and I know you guys can't go to all of them, but if you go in the Kajabi portal, I think we even have instructions in the frequently asked questions, but you can listen on the Kajabi app and you can just listen to it while you're doing other stuff. So like a lot of the programs I'm in, like in Simone's program, I'm in a couple of Stacey's pro Stacey Bayman's programs. I just listen to those like while I'm doing other things. I don't usually go to the calls live either. It's just because I don't have, I don't like having my calendar booked with a lot of calls and stuff. Maybe you guys are the same way. I try to keep my calendar clear so I can make content and do things when I feel like it. Um, and so those meetings, I just catch on the replay when I'm walking the dog usually. <laughs> Yes, I use the app. Yeah, the Kajabi app is good. If you guys download the Kajabi app on your phone, you can sign in and you can you can get your whole mastermind portal and the vault all on your phone, which is nice. And then of course, we're doing the we're still doing the podcast for you guys too. So that's that. Yeah, you guys have a ton of good stuff coming up. I heard the call with Kate was really good. I wanted to go to it, but I have to I had to have dental surgery. I had to go to the dentist, an emergency dentist situation on Monday. It was extremely not fun, and I'm really not looking forward to that. I would have much rather been on the call with you guys and Kate Doster than at the dentist. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah, I've been healing up with this mental health stuff. Yeah, sometimes you got to slow down. You got, this is what I'll say to you guys. Just remember this. You... I don't ever feel like when I'm like slowing down that the growth of the business is going to be slower because I always see it as slowing down to speed up. So if you slow down to fix your mental health or you slow down to deal with something in your family or you slow down for whatever reason, like that can end up catapulting you forward, like even faster. So just remember that. A lot of times you guys feel like if we take our hands off, I used to feel like this about my business. If I took my hands off for a minute, everything would just fall apart and it would stop growing. It's just really been untrue in my career. And I think you'll probably find it too, especially once you get over, once you get some things working and you're kind of through the suck, then especially you can really take your hands off more and more compared to in the beginning. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I've actually borrowed your thoughts. I can keep at it slowly and it all will be well. Yeah, Tyra, I've had entire quarters in this business where I barely worked at all, right? Because I had other priorities and other things um, that I had to take care of and the business still grew. So just remember that. Yeah, my husband's back home. Yay, so I can, <laughs> I'm caught up a bit <laughs> with him being back. Yeah, Kate's call was really helpful. Yeah, my new house is great. No, I'm not unpacked, Sarah. <laughs> Um, our garage is, our house looks nice, but our garage is a nightmare. So we unloaded everything into the garage and we set up like the living room, the kitchen, my office, but there's still just like a ton of stuff, especially because 
I owned a house for like six years and then my boyfriend, he had his own house that he owned for six years. And you just, when you own a house, you accumulate a lot of shit. I don't know if you guys have that experience, but like we both have so much stuff we need to go through and get rid of. I was really anxious to sell my other house because the market here, the market, especially in Gainesville where my house was, had kind of peaked. Like it was at a peak. It was very high when I sold it. And it that was only two weeks ago and it's already come down like $7,000 on Zillow. So, you know, I just was anxious to sell the house as fast as possible. So the moral of this is I didn't do a very good job going through all of my crap because we were just trying to sell the houses as fast as we could because it was... It was kind of becoming clear the market to me from watching what I'm not a real estate expert, but I do look at real estate all the time. Do you guys do that? I go on Zillow all the time looking at real estate. To me, it just looked like it had peaked and it was cooling off and it was about to drop down. And I was like, let's list it. And we listed it and sold it within like it. I got a full price offer, cash offer the first day and it was closed and done like within a week. So we ended up basically going to my house and like frantically packing because I sold the house and all my shit was still in it. Um, frantically packing up all of our things and I didn't get time to like sort through everything. So the garage is full of all my junk and shit, but the house that we're in is nice. <laughs> the garage is a different story. <laughs> Just don't go in the garage. Yeah, I have so much stuff I need to sell too, Mindy. Yeah, my husband lived with his dad for nine months caring for him and now he is back. Oh, good. It's great. Well, I'm glad he's back. It's great, but yeah, I get used to being here alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to living alone too. I hear you, girl. <laughs> Gotta get used to living with other people again. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna decide that I like living with him, right? And I like, and I do, I do, right? But our brains do that. Like our brains like to focus on like the things that were are annoying and the things we don't like and the things we wish were different. And I'm like really been intentional about only focusing on everything about him that is great and everything about our relationships is great and everything about the house is great and to like wrap this all back up to business, right? you know, I learned that skill from doing that in the business. I just always focus on like what's working and what I like and what's going good. I like to bring all my extra stuff to my classroom. Well, I have so much stuff. It's, it's embarrassing. It really is. But that's what happens. I feel like when you own a house and you don't move for a long time, you just end up with a house full of shit. I remember moving into that house and I was like, oh my gosh, I'll never fill it up. Like it's, I just don't even have enough stuff for this. You know, cut to me moving out of it. Like every nook and cranny of that house is full of stuff. Just, you know. So anyway, I'm excited to kind of downsize. I'm hoping, we're hoping next year to travel. So kind of in my mind, I have in my mind that next year, everything we own would go into storage. So my goal is to like cut all of my belongings at least in half. I think it's nice having less stuff. You guys feel like that? I just want like a clean start. I want a fresh start. You know, a lot of good, it's just like life is always full of good and bad, right? A lot of really good things happen to me in that house and in that season of life. A lot of really bad, really hard things happen too. And it's just always nice to have a reset. So I'm really using the move. And this relationship, I think, too, is just like a clean, fresh start. It's like a new chapter. And I want to get rid of a lot of stuff. I just don't want to keep all that stuff. And I don't want to be a hoarder in my garage. <laughs> like, it looks like an episode of Hoarders in there right now. <laughs> uh, 
have we have that crush too we have lived in the house for eight years yeah i'm like when the fuck am i ever gonna get time to go in there and unpack i don't know the office is set up <laughs> it's like you know it's like this was set up immediately i'm like you know priorities i guess my priority was definitely like I knew if I could get my office set up and it was nice in here that I would be fine. I was like, but my office, and we have to, I was like, as soon as we move, like we have to have internet and the office has to be set up. But I also had sold tickets to the August Accelerator. So we moved, the August Accelerator was on the second. The reason it wasn't on the first is because I moved like, <laughs> like two days before that. So I was like, you know, not only do I need it for my sanity, but I literally have to have the internet and stuff set up right away so I can coach and teach my workshop I sold. Yeah, thanks, Tyra. I love my office too. Yeah, stuff does expand to fill space. It's so true. Okay. All right, you guys. That's the move. That's the life update. I'm going to go let the doggo boy out. Charlie's living his best life because he has dog doors to the pool patio and then he has a dog door out into the yard so he's just like living his best but sometimes I still have to go take him out he hasn't quite figured out all of that yet if you leave all that stuff in the garage and don't touch it by the time you want to travel dump it all yeah that's what I'm like I'm like do we even need this stuff like what even is all of this like it's crazy all right you guys I hope you guys have a good rest of your day I will be flying out tomorrow. I hope you guys have a nice weekend. Watch the replay from the call on Tuesday. It was good. Watch Kate's replay. And, oh, and we're doing a summit. Did you guys see? We're doing the Becoming Boss Summit. And um, I would love to have at least a couple mastermind people speak. If you, it has to be related to business. So the summit is going to be like teaching women skills they need to be entrepreneurs that were not traditionally taught in school. So if you can come up with something for that theme, you should apply. And we'll pick like probably a few people from the mastermind, at least a couple people to be in the lineup. So it'll be really fun. Okay, I would love to have you guys apply it. Seriously, go look at the details and, and don't be shy. Like just fill it out and see what happens. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Bye everybody.